Now let's get started. Get it started. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's Friday night. <laughs> this way, just give me a kiss. <laughs> I ain't got no love at all, though, for tonight's stink of the week. Uh, welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday fun day, and I'm in a very good mood rolling into this weekend here tonight. Uh, just because I get to share this time with you guys every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m. And I appreciate you guys so, so much. You have so many choices as to where you, to spend your time, where to watch, who to listen to, where to get your information. And I just love, love, love my friends and family out there, whether you're listening in your car, on any of the download, wherever you can get your podcast, whether it's Spreaker, here at The Answer San Diego, anywhere you listen. I just appreciate you so much. I'm on the socials at Andrea K. Shh, we're actually streaming right now on Facebook, on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. They don't want me to be streaming there. They're trying to shut me down again, Facebook is. They already took me down a year and a half ago. They're trying to take me down again, but this woman will not be denied. And um, lots of, you can also email me, by the way. I don't say this enough, ways you can listen. I, I talk about the ways you can listen. I don't talk enough about how you can uh, reach me directly outside of the show. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 888 Feel free to email me at com slash contact me there. Uh, and, and I'm going to be announcing something special, another way you can get a hold of us here a little bit later on the show. So stay tuned for that. How's that for a tease? Before I go any further, though, let me bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Now you're holding me in suspense because I don't even know about this new way yet. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Well, stay tuned, baby. I love it when I keep my my uh, co-ho producer on the edge of his seat. He doesn't even know what I'm going to announce. Of course, since it's Friday, you know that my man Bob Walters will be here after the first break. He will be here with his uh, education segments that uh, just get crazier by the week. And just had tip to him and, and Bob Walters for all of his his devotion to the students and and uh, he's got a great lineup of topics you're going to want to hear so stay tuned for that now on last night's we ended last night's show with an announcement that i was pleased to report that uh, my favorite reporter white house co- former white house correspondent for newsmax emerald robinson who had been let go from newsmax nothing and you know and, and no bad no bad mouth into newsmax you know that i've been uh, a weekly um, contributor if you will uh, on newsmax every wednesday morning by the way it's 7 a.m. Tune in. I'm on for the hour on a panel. But I was disappointed they, they let her go. And they kept her under contract for a while, so she was not able to bring her brilliance uh, to the American people in, on top of, uh, on Newsmax, on top of the fact that she had been banned from Twitter. So I, I announced last night where you could start watching Emerald Robinson, and also the fact that she had announced she had some details about Mike Pence that she was going to report. And I promised that I would, would look into that and see what she had to share. And let me tell tell you the timing could not be more perfect about her calling out Mike Pence because guess who was trending on Twitter today under the hashtag Trump was wrong none other than Mr. Squeaky clean supposedly squeaky clean Mr. Good guy Mr. Integrity himself Mike 
Pence. Listen to this. And I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. Under the Constitution, I had no right to change the outcome of our election. And Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election when we beat them in 2024. Excuse me, we, Mike Pence, you speak in, you, you speak in French? Do you have fleas in your pocket? What does this we win in 2024? <laughs> that's what the last, that's what the, the four years under the Trump administration has been about for Mike Pence, trying to plan and pave the way with the rest of the GOP establishment, paving the way for what they think is going to be a Mike Pence and a Nikki Haley ticket in 2024. And oh, by the way, Mr. Pence, frankly, Mr. Pence, in regards to before I get into Emerald Robinson's expose on you, Mr. Pence, frankly, uh, your your statement that that uh, you had uh, no right under the Constitution, President Trump corrected you today. I'll get into his statement in a moment. But you said that uh, the election belongs to the American people. And there's no idea more un-American than the notion that one person can choose a president. What a lying deep state Sack of human waste you are, Mike Pence. There is nobody that laid out any plan that you were going to pick the president of the United States by doing what you were authorized to do under the Constitution. Of course, the presidency and the choice of the president belongs to the American people. That's what we were trying to make happen. That's what Trump and the rest of us, I'm so angry I can't even stand it. That's what your job was, was to return the election to the American people because it had been stolen from the American people in a variety of different ways that have just most recently been, as you should know, Reported on from the Wisconsin judge that said that the election officials there had no right under the state constitution to do the absentee ballot measures and the mail-in ballots boxes that they did to Pennsylvania, where the Pennsylvania Supreme Court had no right to rewrite election laws, to what happened down in Georgia with the Republican governor of Georgia had no right to do what he did with the absentee ballots, to the audit results from Arizona. The American people chose Donald J. Trump in November, and you know it. You're a liar. Let's get into what Emma Robinson had to say, because she's actually got in her expose, which you can read on Substack. And this is the first part of it, by the way. And I don't usually read anybody else's work, but this is so detailed that I and so important as to who Mike Pence is. One of the greatest gifts that Donald Trump gave us in his presidency was exposing who the deep state is. And it was not just James Comey. It was not just. Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. It was not just Barack Obama. It was a whole lot of Republicans, including Mike Pence, who were behind the coup attempts 
of Donald J. Trump. But I want to read uh, Trump's statement uh, as to uh, Mike Pence. If the vice president, Mike Pence, had, quote, absolutely no right to change the presidential election results in the Senate, despite fraud and many other irregularities, how come the Democrats and rhino Republicans like wacky Susan Collins are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election? Actually, what they are saying is that Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome, and they now want to take that right away. Actually, it wasn't the outcome that they were trying to get Mike Pence to do. It was to return the electors back to the states to not have them certified until a review had been done. Which is absolutely right under the Electoral Act, I think, of 1887. And this is one of one of the things I was talking about a couple of days ago, wasn't I, Skins, when I was saying that stop patting this mansion dude on the back because he, you know, as though he's some hero to the right when he's trying to pull Republicans into centralizing our elections and making a permanent the fraud elements that stole the election from Trump. And, and that's really what will take the vote of the presidency away from the people. His moral compass hasn't changed. Right. And neither has Mike Pence, although now you're seeing the true moral compass of Mike Pence. Emerald Robinson goes on to explain that the reason Mike Pence did not exercise the power to lawfully contest the election is because Mike Pence was never a Trump loyalist. He's a GOP establishment loyalist. There were plenty of problems inside the Trump administration, and VP Pence was at the center of many of those problems. In fact, it's always been obvious that Pence and his staff were deeply involved in trying to remove President Trump from office. Let that sink in a moment. You think she's crazy? Think she's off a rocker for saying that that all the uh, all the roads of the coup attempts lead back to Pence. She goes on to explain whenever the subject of Mike Pence comes up in casual casual conversation, I always ask the same question. Do you know Olivia Troy? Do you know Jennifer Williams? Do you know Catherine Seaman and Josh Pitcock? If you're dra- drawing a blank with those names, uh, you were not paying close enough attention to politics during the Trump years. So let's review all the evidence against Mike Pence, and there's a lot of it. Number one, who fired General Mike Flynn? It was Pence. Let's begin with Mike Pence's least favorite question. Why did you insist that President Trump fire his national security advisor, Mike Flynn, in the opening days of the administration? Nobody has bothered to ask Pence exactly how he was informed, because Pence's argument was that he had lied about Pence. Well, how did he know? Where did he get the information that Pence had, that uh, Mike Flynn had lied about Pence? She goes, exactly how was he informed about Flynn's private conversations? Hmm. Who would have access to such phone calls? Who would want to lie about the nature of those phone calls to get Flynn fired? How about Agent Peter Strzok? Peter Strzok's assistant was Catherine Seaman, the wife of Mike Pence's chief of staff, Josh Pitcock. We also have text messages between Strzok and Page discussing infiltrating the Trump White House in great detail. In fact, this was the the subject of a letter from Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson to A.G. Bill Barr, who we know did absolutely nothing about it. What did Pence know about the FBI's attempts to spy on the Trump White House? We know that President Obama, oh, and, and she goes on to question, was Mike Pence totally unaware that his chief of staff's spouse worked directly for the chief of the counter espionage unit? Does, I mean, he didn't know who his, who his chief of staff's family was and what his connections was and possible conflicts of interest. 
And, 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 and at this point, there was all kinds of leaks coming out of the White House. This is absolutely extraordinary. Of course, Pence knew who he was. She says, we know that President Obama warned Trump not to hire Flynn in 2016. We know that Flynn himself believes Obama advised Trump against hiring him. Um, she goes on to say that removing Flynn as Trump's national security advisor was a top priority for the deep state. And Mike Pence, therefore, was the first person to set the Russian hoax into motion. Because remember why Obama wanted my. Uh, wanted Mike Flynn fired because he was the one who knew about the Obama administration's role in spying on Trump's presidential campaign. Flynn had to go as a part of the cover-up of the Obama and Joe Biden illegal spying. And therefore, Mike Pence did the bidding of the deep state to get Flynn impeached. Going on, the Ukrainian impeachment. Uh, there were plenty of deep state, deep uh, State Department and NSC swamp creatures. She goes on to talk about hurling around. One of which was named Jennifer Williams. She was placed on Pence's staff in April of 2019. Now, as I talked about last night with these emails blowing apart the Ukrainian impeachment, the spring of 2019 was when the New York Times started started making noise and, and producing articles talking about Hunter Biden and the board of Burisma. So things were getting hot in the spring of 2019. So what a coincidence that this deep state operative gets placed in Pence's office just uh, just a couple of weeks before the phone call. And then she goes on and testifies even though she had been told, basically, um, that she had not been given clearance and no one from the White House had been given clearance to cooperate, she went and gave testimony that the phone call was unusual and inappropriate. She went on to describe how she was working closely with Alex, uh, Alex Vindman, Fiona Hill, and George Kent. See what happened here? As things were getting hot, going public about Hunter Biden on Burisma, someone gets a Jennifer Williams from the NSC, gets planted into Pence's office. She happens, therefore, have access to be on the call for this impeachment uh, for the Ukrainian phone call that then gets used to remove Trump from office in the form of the impeachment. Her boss at the time, uh, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, said that she was uh, at, uh, she never reported any personal or professional concerns to him, her direct supervisor, etc. And um, so this is the second time that Mike Pence and his office were involved in plots against President Trump manufactured by national security officials. She says, you see a pattern here? We're wrapping up here because I know I'm up against a break and we'll be, bring Bob Walters in. The third was Olivia Troy. And the COVID vaccines. She says the worst mistake that Trump made during his administration was probably turning over the COVID task force to Mike Pence because he turned it over to his chief of staff, Mark Short, and Mark Short turned it over to a little known national security official with no medical expertise. So now third national, he handed over the COVID response to somebody in the national security. What? With no medical experience? Why would he do that? Hmm. This was the person most responsible for unleashing Dr. Fauci's vaccine nightmare, and her name was Olivia Troy. Why was the decision made to treat the COVID virus with experimental vaccines instead of therapeutics? Perhaps, she says, because Pence picked a national security official to advise him who regularly appears on TV now with a framed picture of Dr. Fauci hanging prominently behind her in her house. 
Olivia Choi was just as motivated to destroy the Trump administration as Jennifer Williams, um, but she, but she didn't have the same level of interest in protecting Mike Pence from the fallout. So um, she actually, while still working for Pence, pledged her support for Joe Biden, and that's when uh, she was fired. But not until the damage had been done in denying therapeutics and supporting Fauci and denying therapeutics, which killed Americans and pushing out the vax. So that's the third member of VP Mike Pence's office who engaged in anti-Trump activities during normal business hours. Number four, Pence's chief of staff gets locked out of the White House by Trump. Remember on uh, January 6th, the day of the uh, Capitol breach, um, it was reported that Short, uh, Mark Short, was locked out of the White House on that day when his car was still parked uh, in the parking lot. He tweeted out that he uh, that he being Trump is blaming me for advice to VP. Emma Robinson says her sources in the White House told her that Pence's chief of staff was literally the first person to call for Trump to accept the results of the stolen election and concede to Biden. So that tells you everything that you need to know about Mike Pence. His chief of staff was the first person. So then, of course, immediately after that, Pence was probably on his way to a ski trip to Vail at that point. So those are her four. Her four uh, explanations as to what was going on there in Pence's office in terms of trying to remove. And we know that January 6th, I want to know what Pence knew about the Capitol Police being called off. I want, to, I want to know. I want his text messages. I want to know. Of course, he's turned them all over, right? And we haven't seen those released. I want to know what, whether or not Mike Pence was coordinating with Nancy Pelosi, coordinating with the Capitol Police to be called off. I want to know what he knew about the, the Capitol Police opening doors and waving people in. She says she goes on to question a few things before I wrap. Why did Pence and his staff spend four years hobbling the Trump administration? Why can't people believe that the GOP would try to impeach Trump to clear the way for Pence? Most Republican voters have never met the big GOP donors and have no idea what they do with their money. The big donors wanted a Mike Pence, Nikki Haley ticket in 2024, and they don't really care what GOP voters want, and they never have. These are the people who pushed Jeb in 2016 and Paul Ryan before that and Dan Quayle before that. Pence is a creature of the GOP donors. Pence was added to the Trump ticket to restrain Trump's populism. And that's what he tried to do for four years. And when pro-Trump's aides were sidelined in the Trump White House, I heard the same thing from all of them. They were told to sit down and shut up. And if they were quiet, they might get to work for Pence and Haley in 2024. It's time for Republican voters to admit they had no idea who Mike Pence was. Don't be too upset with yourself. He fooled plenty of people. The man you thought he was, that guy doesn't really exist. It's important that we understand, right? We've got a uniparty situation. I said that Trump went into that White House in 2016 with two opposition parties. Nobody really knew that the man behind the curtain, the, the man really behind all these coup attempts was not really James Comey. It really wasn't Christopher Wray. It really wasn't Obama. It really wasn't Joe Biden. Who's really been pulling the strings on the on the attempts to remove Donald J. Trump from office? It was his own vice president. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears and bring in Bob Walters. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. 
Andrea K on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Friday means uh, Bob Walters, of course. So we're going to get to him in just a moment. But stay tuned for a little bit later because I got a way for y'all to connect with AK anytime of day or night. So, and it's brand not- new MySpace page. <laughs> Who even remembers MySpace? <laughs> we'll now announce that a little bit later. So, joining me now, as always, is my partner in crime here uh, uh, every Friday. It's Bob Walters. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Well, thank you for your patience. Normally, I go to you sooner than now, but I had to share with everybody Emerald Robinson's expose on uh, Vice President Pence. So thank you for your patience, my dear. So let's get right into it. Okay. Uh, In the coming weeks, California, much to my surprise, I'm not sure it's good news. We're not sure yet. California will embark on a massive undertaking to convert hundreds, even a thousand schools in low-income areas into centers of community life and providers of vital services for families as well as students. Five billion, $3 billion have been earmarked. Such schools will take an integrated approach to students' health, academic and social-emotional needs by making connections with government and community services. Doesn't sound good to me. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a conversion, a transformation uh, from schools into kind of like Hillary Clinton back in the day when she was saying it takes a village, right? So how can we now uh, take the school experience from, they've already taken it from education into indoctrination. Now, how can they transform it into more areas of a child's life to where that's really now going to be like their, almost their home unit? I know. This just came out last night, so I I can't confirm yet exactly what the impact is going to be, but that's the announcement. Right. Well, we know that ultimately the left's game plan for us under their technocracy society is that we live in these little areas to where everything is in this one little pod like existence. Right. To where no your currency is digital. Your life is is now on the on your phone and you got to prove that your social credit score is good and that you're 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 up to date on your shots, et cetera. And you you uh, your medical care, your um Shopping, your produce, everything is in your little community. And that sounds like, you you follow me, Skins? It sounds kind of like that's this is kind of a beginning phase of it with the schools. 1984. Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. Wow. And by the way, you're the only person who's reported this. I haven't heard that story anywhere else. That's why you'll need to listen to Bob Walters, because he brings you you info that you're not going to hear or see on any other uh, network. Well, then we got uh, Natomas Football Academy, a soccer club for youth, 12 to 16 years old. They launched a fundraiser which will sell sex toys and sex-themed products <laughs> to raise money for this the little kids' football team. The parents were outraged, and now it's been canceled. Well, I would hope so. Good grief. But, Think about well, if they, the parents hadn't found out, Bob. I know. Just like, you're kidding me. Wow. Okay, better news is Florida Citizens Alliance has produced a list of 58 novels and texts found in Florida libraries and public schools, which under Florida law are now illegal and have to be removed. They have a sexual explicit, and which promotes dysphoria, same-sex marriage, and sexual techniques. They now all have to be removed, which is good news. Yes, that's very good news. Yeah, and Texas has already pulled uh, 2,000 sexual books out of their school libraries in the past month. So 
Well, it makes you, and while that's good news, it's a reminder, and it should be like a a red flag, check your libraries, because this, I mean, who knew? Had we known that these kinds of books were in our children's libraries, right? So if you're listening to me, go and check out your school's library, because I guarantee you they're bad in San Diego, right? I know. Pathetic. Okay, and the college crazies, over 1,800 colleges and universities have waived SAT and ACT tests and scores for admission. This despite the fact that such tests have a solid record of predicting which students will succeed in college-level classes. Uh, 73% of Americans in a recent poll believe that merit should be the sole consideration to allow students into college. Well, yeah, first of all, it's common sense. Second of all, if you're a parent, don't you want to see that SAT score before, you know, you decide you're going to sign your name to that tuition? Right? I know I would. I'd be like, Johnny, you know, I, I got to see that you're going to be able to at least get a C, you know, because uh, I had friends of mine, like from Slido High, they couldn't make it after the first, they couldn't make it after the first semester, right? And it's like, and they had decent SAT scores, right? But it's like, you get away from home, you're irresponsible, you never, you know what I mean? I mean, and, and the parents were mad because they spent all that money, right? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit anybody, certainly not. Uh, these kids because the whole point is supposed to be prepare them to be able to go out and be independent adults and contribute to society and not be dregs of society but that's really ultimate the 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 benefit for the democrats if they produce a bunch of people that especially if they if they do get into school and then they rack up 250 grand in debt right the dem right the democrats get a win they got a loser who can't make it who's broke and is going to be dependent on the government right in Brookings, Brookings, Brookings Institute finds that only 36% of two-year college students graduate in three years. Only 36% graduate in three years, not two. And the, the wait, the wait, 36% of the ones that go to a two-year school only graduate in three years? Yep. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to respond to that. Again, know. you know, um, uh, sorry. Say what? Condolences to the parents who put, who paid for that tuition. I know, and they get, the kid gets nothing. I mean, he's not just as dumb as he is coming in. It's so. sad. It's sad. You know, and and what? Where would those people be had they gone to truck driving school, gone to to the trades? Right. I agree. They would have made some good money and and no debt at all. Absolutely. Uh, Antifa shut down college event in New Hampshire after threatening violence against the conservative Andy Nego who was set to speak under an invitation by the campus GOP. They said Dartmouth will never be a safe place for right-wingers to spew their hate and misinformation. Wow. You know, Andy No is an, is a, a Asian, right? I mean, it just goes to show that if if you're out there and you think the Democrat Party actually cares about the identity groups in which they've divided America, case in point, Andy No. This was the guy who wrote who wrote a book about Antifa and ended up having his head literally cracked open by a cement milkshake. Right. That's the that's the left. We're going to take a break. When we come back. Bob Walters is going to stick around and he's going to share more items for you guys. And we're going to pray for the parents of some of those kids they had to pay the tuition for. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Continuing our discussion tonight on this Friday with Bob Walters, our education contributor here. 
All right, Bob, what are, you, are we still in the college crazy portion of the program? I've got two more items in college <laughs> crazy. Then we'll get some really crazy stuff. Okay. The University of California wants to dramatically increase housing for students. A new legislative plan would spend $5 billion to construct or buy housing for 21,000 more students at the colleges in California. Crazy, right? Yeah. Wow. Just excessive. Then you got several historical black colleges and universities have received bomb threats this past week. So many issued shelter in place or canceled classes for a week. This is the second time in the past month that they've had bomb scares at the black colleges. I don't know who's doing that. I don't know either, but we do know who was threatening UCLA, your alma mater, right? You went to UCLA. Um, He was arrested in Colorado, I think it was. He's, I guess he had been a visiting professor, and he's a a, a black male. So that's interesting. Uh, That didn't get as much news as the threats against the, uh, you know, historical black colleges. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Well, then you got the National School Boards Association. This is the same group that pushed for the FBI to review protesting parents at school board meetings. They've now come out with a case before the Supreme Court that schools should get, quote, one free rape before staff is responsible for inaction. What? (laughs) In other words, they want one free rape allowed in a school before any of the administrators are attacked legally in the court system. Oh, my gosh. Whoever thought of a freebie? I don't get a freebie in anything in life. I, you know, if, if I, you know, if I'm speeding down the highway on the way home, do I go, you know what? I've never gotten a speeding ticket on the highway. Can I get a freebie? These people want a freebie when it comes to rape. I get yeah. out of jail free card when somebody's child is raped. This Good grief. Association that did the thing with the FBI checking on the parents. Right. Well, uh, yeah, because because what was all of that about was that how dare that father go and have issue with that school board that it hid his daughter's rape, right? Yeah. Well, I've got another one on, on the rape issue, which is going to shock you. All right. A 26-year-old man convicted of molesting a 10-year-old girl when she, when he was 17 years old has been found and sentenced to jail. Took a while to find him, but they did, and they they sentenced him to jail. He will serve his time in a female juvenile facility since he now identifies as a woman, and he committed the crime when he was a juvenile. So let's see. You take a sex fiend who's masquerading as a woman, even though he's a man, and he's already been convicted of raping a young girl, and now they put him in <laughs> in five years prison so far as a women's jail. Uh, for juvenile women. Right. That's like if I got caught stealing, you know, from Krispy Kreme and my punishment was to put me in a Dunkin' Donuts. Right? <laughs> I know. It's sad. It's just... it, it, well, yeah, because, you know, uh, you know, pedophiles are always looking for their next victim and they always want access. And what they've done is give him access. This this should convince people once and for all that the Democrats don't care what how your child is destroyed, whether this, your child is destroyed with speech impediments and psychological, uh, you know, um, cripple, being crippled psychologically from masks, being uh, dead from shots. I think Skins reported that in UK they said that your child has 52 times, what was it, 52 times chance of dying from the shots? 52 times more likely if the kids have been vaccinated that you would die from the shots than just not having it. Right. Um, so they don't care if your child is raped. They don't care if your daughter is, you know, spent 15 years uh, trying to get, you know, in athletics to try to get a scholarship. They don't they don't care. They don't care about anything but pushing their far left agenda. 
All right, then we got California lawmakers, <laughs> naturally, our good team, introduced a bill, SB 866, to allow children 12 and up to make medical decisions on their own without parental consent. Wow. Nice. Let's just finish the job and wipe the kids out. We're not educating them, and they're not protecting them from sexual predators. And now they go into this part. It's just like, well, where does well, this end? Well, uh, yeah, because if a child can now make medical decisions for themselves, I mean, why don't they just decide at seven years old that they don't like, you know, the fact that they're, they have to, they're given a 9 p.m. bedtime. So now they, you know, they just get to decide to just move out and go live with somebody. I mean, what else are we going to let children just decide to do in this country? This is insane. We don't let children drink alcohol, sign contracts, drive cars, take drugs. Oh, unless they're puberty blockers that permanently mutilate their bodies. This is just crazy. Crazy. It really is. It's like, what what role do they see for parents in the future? Actually, we kind of know the answer to that. They don't see any role. Well, I think it... Yeah, I think it goes back to your first story that you told us having to do with this whole community thing and schools being turned, you know, into into some kind of community operation with the government dealing with their social life. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Then you got Wyoming Library Board votes to keep pornographic LGBT books for kids despite parent reaction to the content being read alive with, at various meetings with shock and disgust. But they still, in Wyoming, which is normally wow. conservative, uh, allow to continue having these pornographic books in the schools and the libraries. Were you able to find out what how pornographic it was? Do you have any descriptions? I don't want you to do anything non-PG on the air, but were you, were you able to see what the content was that was being read aloud? Yeah, it, it had to do with uh, LGBT uh, sexual acts. Not only just boys and with boys and girls with girls, but how they can have sexual relations uh, in, given just one sex, not two sexes. This is just this is the sexualization of our children. This is this and this. It, and if that was read, if your child went over and I've said this before, if you if you sent your child over to a play date and the parent was reading that to your child, would you not call and ha- and, and and accuse that that parent of child abuse and expect that parent to be arrested? I know. It's just it's really pathetic what's it's, going on. It's, it's disgusting. Just, it's child abuse. It is. Um, okay. The uh, critical race theory, according to uh, a professor Jason Hill, philosophy professor at, at UCLA, uh, critical race theory serves to usher in communist agenda in America, and he's right. Yep. That is what it's doing. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Had tip to him for having the courage to say it. Yep. Then in terms of uh, We the Kids, which is a group I support, and I urge the parents to get involved because they help teach kids to respect America and love the country, even if you're just doing it after school as a parent with your kids. And they got great books and materials and even radio shows that they uh, do great broadcasting on this issue. Mm-hmm. But guess what? God, country, and the Constitution... Imagine spreading that luring message on a stunning T-shirt. You can find these beautiful, high-quality, American-made shirts at wethekids.us shop. We the, hang on, I'm writing it down. We the kids. Dot us. Dot us. And then slash shop. Shop. All right, I'm yep. going to get me one of those shirts and wear it. Now, did you go to? Did you actually go last week into the zoo? I think it was up there. Rick Grinnell had had some school choice initiative going on, and y'all weren't allowed to go. Yep, we got there, and and they wouldn't let us in. Wow. And this, 
This is a national celebration of school choice week in the United States, and they wouldn't let us running the petition drive in there to get any signatures at all. That says everything you need to know about Rick Grinnell, in my opinion. And I know know. that there's a lot of people who love him. I know people that are good friends with him. I was Facebook friends with him, I think, on my last Facebook page before they took me down. I don't know if I am now because I don't I'm not really interested in him. Um, And this just proves my my opinion of him, that he's an establishment hack. He's self-serving. And if he really cared about this state, if he really cared about the constituents, he would have welcomed in anybody that was willing to talk about and help promote school choice. At at an event celebrating school choice in America. (laughs) <laughs> right. He's probably got he's probably got some pack or something going on that raises money and you might have taken a dollar away from him. That's that's got it. You know, it's got to be what it was about. I so, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to post this on on uh, my socials. We the kids dot us forward slash we the shop. Kid, Liberty players has helped them uh, produce their shows for radio and helps them uh, spread the message because they need the funding to expand the program to throughout the nation. So God, country, and the Constitution t-shirts. Get them today. I love it. Do they have hats, too? Maybe they got hats. You know, I you love... Probably, you check the, check the shop class or the shop page and probably yeah, find... I am, because I would love to get a hat, too. Because, you know, i got to protect my skin from the sun with the summer coming up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for us, my dear, before I let you go? Well, uh, I did, do want to urge everybody to read, do still consider looking up uh, California School Choice Initiative dot org. Okay, we've got uh, three hundred and fifty thousand signatures, almost four hundred thousand, but we got two months left to get another million. Oh, so it's booming up pretty fast, especially since Rick Grinnell pulled out of it. We've got it. I gave out fifteen thousand petitions last week alone out wow. of Miami. Wow. Okay, yeah. Bob, you're our hero of the week. We got to give it to Bob. <laughs> you, yeah, you know, and, 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 and not to mention the fact that you stole, you have a trucker connection we don't need to go into. So, you know, I was going to give it to the to the Canadian truckers, but I got to give it to Bob. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for being here. All right. You're welcome. Now, stay tuned because we are going to do Hero of the Week. Bob is our perpetual Hero of the Week, but I'm still going to I'm still going to talk some other Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week and give you all my little announcement on how you can be a part of the Andrea K Show. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is very painful, a painful decision that I have to say that I will be boycotting the... the uh, genocide games i won't be watching and i gotta tell you those you and me know, both well those who know me well know that uh, you know watching the olympics was growing up and continued until this one to be you know appointment I TV for me i mean i you know i i, I mean i became obsessed with who doesn't rem- uh, you know some of the legends uh i became obsessed with short track because of apollo anton ono right from in the winter games lindsey vaughn um, you know, Alberto Tomba. Remember that? Remember that fabulous Italian dude? It didn't even have to be an American. I just love the competition, the athleticism, and Give it's me just bobsled. Well, oh, speaking of that, my buddy Doug, Doug Kaiser, old friend of mine on Facebook, he tweet, he posted this on Facebook. The American bobsled team has named their sled Biden. They're betting it can send them downhill. But <laughs> up, So anyway, um, yeah, I won't be watching and boycotting that. 
All right, so some Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Mike Pence, topics. Stink of the Week. Mike Pence, yeah, clearly Stink of the Week. Runner-up is, I didn't really give much of this story. Uh, I laughed it off because it's absolutely ridiculous. This NFL coach filing a class action lawsuit, supposedly because he didn't get hired for the coaching job for the Giants, um, which was absolutely ridiculous. There was nothing that, that had any that, that he could prove as evidence that had anything to do with the way that was handled regarding his race. This dude had already made it to a head coach of Miami Dolphins. He had already made it. I mean, come on. Where's the where's the racism against you, dude? Oh, because, see, he's now um, saying that because he was paid to lose games, even if you were paid to lose games, that ain't, still ain't got nothing to do with your race. You get inside of his lawsuit, and he says that, it, that his lawsuit claims to seek to, quote, shine a light on racial indust- in, inju- injustices that take place. So it was never about he he used the perceived slight of not getting the job at the Giants as an excuse to file a lawsuit to try to make demands that are straight out of the Black Lives Matter movement from um, requiring teams to funding a committee dedicated to sourcing black investors to take majority ownership stakes in NFL teams to, quote, increasing the influence of black individuals in hiring and termination decisions. I mean. Um, incentivizing the hiring of black GMs. I mean, this is just your cultural Marxist. How do I how do I use some some pretend um, slight against me as a way to take over the NFL? And it's absolutely despicable. So he's in the running of stink of the week. Let's just nominate Bob as hero because you got about a minute left and I got to know your announcement. Uh, well, uh, well, I, we got we got to give a shout out to the truckers in Canada. Oh, amen to that. Because runner up for stink of the week is GoFundMe because they're refusing to give the money out to the truckers. This trucker movement is working. The premier of Alberta has has announced that he will be lifting all restrictions. And next they're coming week. here. And they're coming here. Okay, so the big announcement: so many different ways you can be a part of the Andrea K show, from emailing me to commenting on social media, calling in during the show, live when we're on, and now drum roll. Do we have a sound effect for a drum roll? You can now call the AK hotline anytime or day or night and leave a comment for us. A suggestion, topic idea, talk about all the ways that you love AK, talk about all the ways you love DJ Skins. And the number is 844-814-5227, 844-814-KCBQ. 24 hours a day, and as long as your comment is PG and not completely... You can even call me names. We just might play your comment on the air. But don't forget, you can tell AK how much you love it. Oh, always. I'm always open to that. But we, but seriously, though, give us a call. Let us know your comments, ideas, suggestions, guest ideas, topic ideas. Tell us what you love. Tell us what we can improve upon. We would love to hear from you. And you might be the hero of the week if you give us a call. Peace out. Love you all. Stay safe this weekend. We've got to remember to fight for our freedoms, right? Love you all.